to the Make It Playable podcast, a D&D based podcast where we build playable versions of your favorite superheroes, comic book personalities, and other character ideas. We use standard rules and procedures provided on D&D Beyond, sprinkled with a little unearthed arcana for mild flavoring. Join me, Ted Wrights, and my friends Kelly Coster and Tony Coster as we bring your favorite characters to the local gaming table. Welcome to Avengers Assembled, Episode 4, Captain America. Welcome to our Captain America build. I am Ted, and I'm going to be taking over. I'm going to be the first in our rotation today while we're talking. So we're going to start with... Sorry, let me call, open Lincoln. There we go. So we're going to start with our race and backgrounds today. And we have built a Captain America build. Let me go to my race here. Okay, so for my race, I chose a Ravenite Dragonborn. And hmm. I struggled deeply finding a race. I think I was an elf. Okay. I think I went through an Asimar build. I think I went through I went through multiple characters and I stopped on this one. One, I really like Dragonborns. Two, I like the backstory of Ravenite Dragonborns because they are they don't have wings or a tail. So they're like thick, bulkier, bulkier dragonborns. Um so like I, normal dragonborns, yeah. but in wild mount. In wild mount, right? <laughs> um, one of the things is they remember the days when they were slaves to the dragon, to the dracon blood, um, and the day when they overthrew their masters. Um, I just like the idea of Captain America as an uprising person who fights against the norms of how he grew up and everything. He's never afraid to fight the truth or fight for freedom, and I liked the the resistances um the draconic ancestry i think captain america likes certain parts of history i think um this just kind of spoke to me more i i like the asimar build i just i didn't use it for any other character yet and i i don't know i just had pro i just personally didn't want to keep it so um the mm. ancestry i chose for my dragonborn i chose a white dragon um i don't specifically okay. know yeah, I like the cold. I like the cold distance. I thought it's just an interesting throwback to him being frozen in the ice for so long. Um, so that was his, that's his breath weapon. Um, for ability score increases from that race, you get a plus two to strength and a plus one to con um, constitution. You do actually get dark vision with this form of a dragonborn, which I didn't pay attention to at first. Oh. Uh, I know that's. I think it's because they were more of an enslaved race to begin with, so they may have developed that. Um, oh yeah, because they were always on the ground is yeah. what I remember Matt mm -hmm. Mercer saying. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a cool thing you do get is um, you get Vengeful Assault. Uh, when you take damage from a creature in range of a weapon you are wielding, you can use your reaction to make an attack with the weapon against the creature. Uh, you get that once per short or long rest, but like Captain America getting hit in the face and just kind of looking at you. And punching you right back and not really waiting for anything else to happen um, mm. I just like that idea of someone who f kind of always felt oppressed and just one day kind of flexed their muscles and said I'm not taking it anymore 
Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we see, like, see uh, Steve Rogers. You know, yep. he's not the he's not the one to back down from a fight. And yep. He even specifically says in the movie, if you run one time, you're just never going to stop running. Yes. So I, I that kind of that's the part that really spoke to me. The, the historical reason of why they left doesn't. But that like in that like inner feeling of Steve Rogers of like people are always going to push me down. And I'm not gonna let them get away with it, kind of, kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. So that's really why I ended up choosing that. Um, for background, I chose soldier um, because that's what he is. He's respectful in that manner. One of the one of the details for a soldier um, you can choose is like always respectful and like even in civil war when he's feel he feels disrespected by Iron Man and everybody else, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up but I'm going to be respectful to you about it before I do it. I think yeah. that lawful way of going about things. Um, you might've been a part of a standing national army or mercenary company, um, a member of a local militia. Uh, that's something where you can kind of build your organization. I think that's cool. You can come from a military organization. That's something your DM can come up with like a shield organization, something to that effect. Um, with that, um, with the skill proficiencies, you get intimidation which I think is fair. Uh, and then I got to choose stealth as another intimidation, as another proficiency. And then for tools, you get land vehicles as a proficiency. So if you ever made a motorcycle in your campaign, you could uh, technically be proficient <laughs> with a motorcycle. And then I chose a playing card set. Um, I wasn't sure what kind of, what kind of, what kind of tool I wanted to use, but I figured he, he does like to hang out in bars and have a good time. And playing cards is just, a uh, fun way to fun way to do that i did yeah. not you do get a feature of a military rank which would i mean captain so there you go um <laughs> that's and that's that's a that was about it for those um yeah i would uh, for the race to go back to that it's kind of hard for the people to go well he should be a humanoid um at the same time i like the i like to look into the backgrounds of a character and why why they are who they are and i the, the the being oppressed part really spoke to me and he like how he always how he always felt like he was fighting somebody like he always feel like he's fighting against somebody so yeah i like the idea of the oppression um for your build is that captain america grew up oppressed and then now he's trying to fight that oppression oppression yeah um, that's yeah that's an inter interesting take so that's going to do it for my uh, my race and backgrounds. And I think, yeah, you don't get any extra, you don't get any extra languages or anything special like that. So that that about covers that about covers it. Cool. Uh, Kelly, did you want to go? Do you want me to? Uh, sure, I can go next. All right, just... Kelly. Okay, so for my race, I actually chose the seismic hybrid, and the seismic it, uh, combined the use of like ma like magic to fuse different life forms and stuff into a humanoid subject, Ooh. which has kind of gone into humans, elves, and Vidalcan. Okay. So in my mind, kind of the experiments I've done to Captain America to turn him from this scrawny little weak guy to almost a completely different human that's mm -hmm. sub, like something even greater than human. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a good description of that. Ah, nice. Okay. He's yeah. he Captain America is just some regular guy who wasn't like he wasn't impressive by any means except for just 
what he believed in until like he wasn't able to back that up until he was experimented on and turned yeah. into very nice more uh so with that later you get i don't know if we well well uh, it's kind of that you brought in that portion right off the bat your your race defines the transition yeah. in captain yes. america nice so that, yeah. that's and you are you talking about getting like proficiencies or something along the line because of your race is that what you're about to say well i was kind of saying they you kind of get some interesting abilities because of this but okay. they're also level based so i wasn't sure if i should talk about this right now or are they are they stated in your levels they are, or? They are uh, no not in the levels but in the actual oh no so that's part like, of your, that's part of your race then yeah go ahead yeah okay i haven't heard it or i haven't looked into this the hybrid Mm -mm. So I, I, I saw that. I saw yeah. that and I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, there's quite a few options, but the one, like the two that I went with, because you get one when you start and one later on, mm -hmm. is uh, I started off with Nimble Climber. So you have the climbing speed equal to your walking speed. Ooh. Huh. Okay. So I just kind of figured that's just part of like how you see him interact with like in different fights fights and battles in the early Captain America. Right. He's constantly kind of jumping, climbing onto different ledges and stuff, just trying to get up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he's a natural athlete and his, yeah. that's what the soldier serum did for him. Yeah. Very true. And I felt like that just kinda was a part of that. Nice. And also later on you I chose the. I don't know. I do not know how to pronounce this word. It's carapace. Car carapace. It's basically a thick shell. Oh. Which gains an additional uh, one bonus to AC when you're not wearing heavy armor. Ah. So as long as you're wearing anything except for heavy, you're getting another bonus to your AC. Okay. So kind of like an addition to that. He, he is he is much tougher with his super soldier mm -hmm. serum than the average yeah humanoid is, yeah exactly okay and trying to get over here to my background uh for background i actually chose folk hero and i'm kind of taking that as the fact that he was this is, is kind of i'm taking this from the point of captain america after the first movie mm-hmm this is oh, okay. the guy who he had a social rank. He was he was well known. People loved him. But the world changed and things are much bigger than him now. So he's just this like people people already love him and that's kind of one of the things it talks about. That like uh part of it says you come from a humble social rank. That also I feel like is part of like just who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. Kind of his idea of always stand up for the little guy. And yeah, already the people from your home village regard you as their champion. Nice. And your destiny calls you to stand against the tyrants and monsters threatened to common folks everywhere. Which, yeah, do we want to go through the proficiencies of this too? I'm. That's a part of your background, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, dude, go for it. Just because you got more, like, just because you feel like you have more out of that doesn't, like, just, yeah, go yeah. for it, dude. Okay. 
Well, obviously that also gives you uh, tool proficiencies for a vehicle of land, kind of like exactly what you said earlier with the whole <laughs> motorcycle thing. Yeah. You can't really mm -hmm. give him a motorcycle in a D&D setting. Right. But you can make a make a hovercraft. I'm we just saying. You could. Well, would that be a would that be a land is a hovercraft a land vehicle? It yeah, if it goes on land. Okay. So hmm. I I wouldn't know if it would work on water. Just you just have to cast the Tenzer's floating disc oh, that's on right. it. Yeah, just make like Gear. a little wood bicycle. <laughs> yeah, make like a little wood bicycle and there you go. <laughs> then you don't need proficiency, you just need the spell. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But also gives you some rustic hospitality and it's kind of pretty much from your the ranks of common folks, you fit along among them easier. And you can find a place where hide, rest, or recuperate among commoners easier. That's yeah. kind of even like you think of the second Captain America movie. When pretty much the government is after him, Sam takes him in and goes, yeah, you're Captain America. Of course mm. you can stay here. Well, yeah. and everybody knows Captain America yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Like, it's just, it's yeah. common knowledge. So, that yeah, say if... Yeah, I was saying it's like they, it even states here that they will shield you from the law or anyone else searching for you. From you. Nice. Oh. Nice. Yeah, that is definitely Captain America, the second movie. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, and oh, yeah, one other thing, it also does give me cartographer tools, which I just kind of feel like something he learned in his days in war. Mm hmm. Kind of mapping out the, mapping out the battles. Yeah. I think you see that when they're trying to take down uh, the Hydra bases. Yep. Yep. There you is. see. Peggy and I forget what the colonel's name is, but uh, you see them watching videos of Captain America at going out doing his adventures. And yeah. the movie's kind of doing it to show off him having a little pocket watch with Peggy Carter's picture in it. But as what he's actually doing in that scene is uh, mapping out the plan. Right. Nice. Cool. That's, yeah, that's kind of it for mine. All right. Well, <clears throat> I... I decided to try and tie in my Hulk build with my Captain America build. And okay, the reason why I did this was because I was thinking that both Bruce Banner and Steve Rogers were both part of the Super Soldier program. Steve Rogers was the first Super Soldier developed, but Bruce Banner was working on Gamma theory and gamma ra radiation in order to make more super soldiers. <laughs> so if you remember that I picked an elf for a high elf mm -hmm. for a Hulk build, though so I wanted to pick a wood elf for my Captain America build. And the Are you reason why I chose... wood elf is a lesser elf, Tony, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> that, no, <laughs> Actually, wood elf is a lot cooler. But the wood elf, Ooh. I felt like was uh, was more of the the one to interact more in uh, military procedures and um, and just like other humanoids in general. Whereas the high elves are more the the wizards and arcane users, the ones developing all the equipment and stuff. Okay. Um, the reason why I chose Elf to be part of the Super Soldier program is because the Super Soldiers originally were trying to fight a great evil. And I thought, as 
kind of Hydra was this great evil, the Nazis were this great evil, um, and then the United States, the United Nations, and this program were were supposed to be a representation of good. I felt like I had to find something that was a good representation of a constant battle between that kind of good and evil. And so I thought of in the Forgotten Realms universe that elves and orcs are always at battle. The elf god Corallon and the orc god Grumch have always been at battle. And they are kind of that constant theme of good versus evil. And I know that that takes a spin on, you know, our orcs always going to be evil. I'm I'm not going to lean that way. It you know, every race is different, but I think in the between deities, Grumsh and uh Corallon are always going to be the polar opposites of each other and they're always going to do battle. So I thought I'd represent that between the Super Soldier program and Hydra. Um so that was kind of my long-winded background of why I chose the Wood Elf for Captain America. Um, I do like that you get a little bit extra boost to your speed as a Wood Elf. Um, and then you also get the feature of a uh, Mask of the Wild, which you can hide in lightly obscured foliage, um, which is very cool. Um, I feel like... Uh, Starting off, Steve Rogers was kind of a, a scrawny guy, and this is representation represented in his uh, his race as an elf. You know, elves are lean and sleek. You know, they're not you're not the big buff ones. Um, and then for my background, I was debating on two backgrounds. I was debating on either doing gladiator or soldier. Um, I thought Gladiator kind of lended more to the illusion that the Marvel Universe was playing when uh, when you see in the movies that uh, Captain America was developed and then given a rank and then told to perform to sell bonds for uh, for World War uh, for World War Two. And so I thought, man, this is that's a good kind of way to lean towards Gladiator because um, he gets a performance pr proficiency. He gets, you know, just he's on stage. And so he's performing, punching, uh, punching Hitler over 200 times. Right. <laughs> so uh, I thought that might be good. But I ultimately decided that Soldier would lend to Captain America's story a little bit better. Um, and I went as my choice of playing card set along with uh, Teddy as well. Um, so, yeah, that is my background, same as Ted's. Nice. Nice. All right. All right. And I will take over and we're going to be talking about our ability scores for each character and I'll start off with the base scores that I gave to each stat and then how and then we can talk about later on in the levels how those improved or stayed the same throughout the levels and we can talk about how those change um, yeah. I'll begin with strength 
I actually tanked his strength because to begin with, um, Steve Rogers was not a very strong person. It took either like Kelly did through the multiple, like through levels or um, through an item being his injection or transformation. But I tanked his strength and I gave him a six in strength because he was extremely below average before becoming Captain America and going through those changes. For dexterity, I gave him a 15. Um, to go back to that though, his strength is actually starting off at an eight because of his Ravenite Dragonborn race. So technically it's an eight, but I gave him a six. I gave him a 15 in dexterity. Um, he is fairly acrobatic, but I think it ends up being more for show than always in practice sometimes. that's very debatable but I, I didn't give him an immense dexterity score um, I gave him a constitution um, starting off of a 17 because um, just that wherewithal to live I think is important to a Captain America build and he does very much like a Hulk or a Thor character take a brutal beating in a lot of fights um, mm -hmm. intelligence yeah. I, I scored him with a 12 I think he can be kind of investigative. I think it usually takes somebody else with him to really discover what's going on unless it's very obvious. Uh, wisdom, I gave him a 12. Um, a decent perception, but nothing nothing like remarkable. Um, he'll see things kind of like obviously if it's easy to find, but isn't always like he'll see things, but isn't always kind of like how I did with my Thor build they don't always react right away unless stuff's already falling apart. And then it's like, when it's obvious, like, Oh, we need to get out of here. Kind of thing. Um, charisma. I gave him a 16. I think he's like in the last Avengers movie. Um, just having Ant-Man right there, trying to be charismatic in front of captain America and captain America's like, stop. That's not how you get people inspired kind of thing. Like just <laughs> is very good at rallying the troops. And even when, um, Iron Man comes back to the Avengers for that last movie. It's like, all right, I'm back. I'm here to help, but you're Captain America. Make sure you get everybody ready to fight kind of thing. Yeah. So those are, so charisma, I gave him a 16 and that, that was it. Um, racial bonuses. I get two to strength, like I said, and then I get one to constitution. So instead of starting off with a 17, he gets an 18. Um, and he goes up from there. So that was those are those are my ability scores uh i had so much trouble with my ability scores oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> like i was all over the place like this entire build for me has been all over the place yeah but uh, the biggest trouble i had with ability scores for captain america is that he's very very well rounded out i feel like right absolutely <laughs> and when you only have so many points to work with you have to start putting some things into like some points into certain things so you can achieve what you want to but you kind of leave some things behind and since my build was more steve rogers after the serum i started off with a, a 16 in strength a 16 in dexterity and a, well for the strength it's kind of obvious this this guy's become stronger. He's not as strong as Thor. He's, but right. he's definitely stronger than any other. I definitely other... did try to keep that in mind with my build with the, with the yeah. strength. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not as strong as <laughs> Thor or Hulk, right. but he's in terms of everyone else, he's up there. Right. I mean, this guy actually did stop Thanos enough to surprise him at least. Yes. Yeah. And that's not really something. That's not anything to scoff at. No. Yeah. Part of that I do feel like was more of his sheer like Chill will, will. His yeah. sheer will, not yeah. just his strength alone. Yeah, but you kind of have to have some strength to back that up. Exactly. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his dexterity, I kind of felt like his dexterity is also part of how he defends himself because uh -huh. you say he's kind of a lot of flashiness, but you also think he has to be in control of that shield to be exactly, able to, yeah. to bounce it around as much as he does. Yeah. And he always knows where to block and where to hit. So this is actually a guy... They don't really talk about it in movies, but this is a guy who knows many forms of fighting styles. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a guy who's... He knows what he's doing. And... Right. Like in like in the Winter Soldier, that um, that French guy that he fought. Oh, a, yeah. In real in real yeah. life, that guy's like the one of the best MMA fighters in the world who knows like multiple fighting styles. Um, so to just... Go in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know uh, G, that. <laughs> yeah, his name, uh, his short name is GSP George Saint George Saint Pierre. I'm gonna say that wrong, but okay. Yeah, so he, he's actually uh, he's actually like a world renowned, like one of the best MMA heavyweight fighters in the world. So like, just being and Captain America essentially being thrown against, being thrown against that, and just adapting to his fighting style yeah he has to be extremely knowledgeable of every mm -hmm. every fighting style so i yeah uh next was constitution this is kind of where i started semi-tanking because i will i couldn't put him anything under a 10. dude nothing's tanking compared to your intelligence on on uh hulk yeah yeah <laughs> but i like for for what captain america is right I put him in a constitution of 10, which is kind of just basic human, which is not quite, I kind of get Yeah, so what do you, that. what do you feel like you're, you're lacking with intelligence? Cause I actually agree with your, your 10 a lot and I can, I'll, ex I can explain why, but I, I agree with your 10 score. Uh, yes. Well, I feel like a lot of people kind of think of his intelligence of when he kind of gets back into the modern day time. When mm -hmm. it kind of gets to our time, which obviously he isn't going to know what's going on because he was gone for years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's actually able to catch up with everybody and start understanding things fairly quickly for somebody who's been gone. Right. Yeah. And he's somebody like he's somebody who, as soon as he woke up on that hospital bed, he knew that something was wrong. That. Like yeah, that something you, wasn't right. That and that was if if you're making that into a D and D role, you're mm -hmm. gonna listen to that episode, that baseball episode that he played, and your DM's gonna say, "Hey, make a history check." Exactly. And and he's gonna have to remember, oh yeah, I was actually at that game, and that's not the that's not the correct year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also, uh, and this is like, the guy who in sorry, comics no, and good. in oh yeah. This is the guy who, in comics and in uh, the movie, who's kind of the tactical leader. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who has to make split decisions to all of his teammates in an instance, depending on what the situation is. 
So he's not necessarily technolo like technologically gifted, but he can still see his situation that's going on and think of a solution to adapt to it. Yeah. So that's why I kind of feel like the 10 on intelligence is a bit tanking. Mm -hmm. I I think oh, that it works because it, it, it says that he's competent, like he's not above average, mm -hmm. always intelligent. And a lot of times when he's figuring out something, he almost always has assistance, right? Like like in Avengers, when he went looking for something, uh, uh, Tony Stark mm -hmm. and Bruce Banner were like, kind of led him in the right direction of what he should be looking for when he found the Hydra weapons and all that other stuff. They're like, you're not kind of skeptical well, of why they're looking into weapons or like, or... If you're I just compare seen... the intelligence of the two smartest people in the entire end, like no, no, no. But what I'm, but what I'm saying, but no, but I'm not. <laughs> but when they, but they let him in the right. They didn't give him any answers, yeah. but they let him in the right direction. So what I say, yeah. what I say, I like about your scores. It's like he's competent, but without input, he's not necessarily going to excel. Mm. Like, like take away that baseball episode where he had personal experience, like mm. he had prior guidance or essentially in that where you could call that an assistance like if you just told him to look out the window how long do you how much longer do you think it would have taken for him to figure out that it's a different age mm -hmm. so that that's what i'm saying i'm not just that's why i don't necessarily disagree with your score you mean yeah. the fake window for the entire fake scene that they yeah had? no exactly like he's well, not gonna be able like it without without assistance or input he doesn't always figure stuff out that's what i'm saying and intelligence is always something that you can kind of grow and develop a little mm -hmm. bit over time if you feel like that is something you want to put your scores towards later. Uh, I put my scores into other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah. I had other. I had other. You know, plans. you can work on that later. Yeah. No, I definitely didn't. Yeah. Well, I can see it both ways. I can see a 10. Yeah. I can see it a little bit higher. Well, yeah, and, I wasn't saying, I'm not saying anything like, I'm not, nothing a 15 or above, not 15. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like that, but still something above, av like slightly above average. Right. Yeah. That's and kind of what I was thinking. Zero yeah. modifier, a zero modifier by any means allows for the most amount of chance as well. Yeah. So. You know, you roll the dice. It's it is what the dice says. So, yeah, I can well, see it. So, uh, moving on from that long discussion of just my intelligence score, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I then put a thirteen wisdom, and I kind of put that into it because <sighs> what was my? I, I had the whole mindset of <laughs> the, whole the whole intelligence, the whole the whole intelligence thing. We just went on, just kind of just lost it. We just melted uh, his brain. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thirteen and wisdom. Thirteen what? wisdom. Thirteen and wisdom. I I wanted to put more in charisma too, but I didn't get around to that. So it's only a thirteen. Nah. And which after yeah. modifiers end up being strength seventeen, dexterity eighteen, constitution twelve. Uh, intelligence 10, Wisdom 14, and Charisma 13. Cool. All right. Well, similar to you, <laughs> Kelly, I felt like Captain America was the most well-rounded. He's the most well-rounded Avenger. I initially started everything out 13. I said, I, I'm just going to put 13s <laughs> in everything. Why, why, would I do, yeah, why would I do anything <laughs> more? But then I thought... He's he is the only character that I feel like needs to have 
right off the bat a little bit more charisma because mm-hmm. he he starts out as being that scrappy kid from Brooklyn and you kind of always love him. So, uh, so what I ended up doing is putting um, putting a 13 in strength, a 13 in dex, 12 in constitution, 12 in intelligence, 13 in wisdom, and 15 in charisma. And having, I just pulled the two, two from constitution and intelligence to give my charisma just a little bit higher nice. of a boost. Um, but yeah, I think... Steve Rogers is himself and Captain America, the most well-rounded Avenger out of anybody. There's, mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to say. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put a uh, a 17 in my dexterity because he's super athletic or super, you know, knows all of these martial arts skills right off the bat. Because Captain America adapts over time anyway, so why not let that show in the build? Nice. I, mean, I don't really have anything to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will. I will take back over. So we're gonna start with um, level progressions of three for our characters and the proficiencies and such that go along with that. So I'll start with my level one through three of my character build. Uh, I chose for the first three levels. All three of them are gonna be Blood Hunter, and why I chose that was um, Hunter's Hunter's Bane is the thing you get at first level and why I chose that for my Captain America build is you have to survive the dangerous ritual Mm -hmm. that alters your life's blood. Um, And the part of it that I liked was it binding you to the darkness and honing your senses against it. So in the first Captain America movie, the doctor talks to Steve Rogers a lot about there's a reason you're going through with this and it has everything to do with your heart and mind because you do have to save you do have to fight against that 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 bad blood that that negative energy that you went through in your in your transformation which i consider giving him power and when you give anybody power you you always run the risk of them being absorbed by that power uh, you get yeah. the basic, so I get the basic stuff for level one. You get the hit points, um, the proficiencies that I got to choose. I chose athletics, investigation, and survival. All of those I thought were important to the build. Athletics are his strength that he get like are part of his strength. Investigation going into finding things, so just that little boost, um, that working on his intelligence thing. So getting proficiency in investigation though, not having a high modifier, and survival. I think he's just. He's a survivor. He finds a way to exist even when after like civil war and stuff, nobody, they like, he was an outlaw. So I put that in there. Uh, you get blood maledict at first level, uh, blood curses. I chose curse of the marked and blood curse of exposure. Um, blood curse of the marked is you, whenever you deal right damage, you roll an additional hemocraft die of right damage. And then exposure is you weaken their resilience so you can use your when a creature you can see within 30 feet is hit by an attack or spell you can use your reaction to weaken their resilience against it so that you can make people lose their resistance against attack triggered spells those are a little more of up to whoever's making the character build though um mm-hmm. there's there's a bunch of those that you could choose fighting style i chose two weapon fighting um there's there's a couple others i thought about dueling 
but that didn't work along the line for the weapon I ended up choosing for him. Uh, oh, you've... So you had a weapon in mind, and that's why you did two-weapon fighting? I So I actually had a weapon in mind for dueling, but dueling you have to it, you have to have one weapon only so i chose two weapon fighting in case he's holding two weapons he can still use those efficiently the weapon i chose would have really negated his dueling feature and okay. would have, this is just two weapon fighting fighting isn't one that he uses a lot but it's one that he can use really so mm. he's normally holding either his, a two-handed weapon or two one-handed weapons was what I was seeing when I was building the character. I chose Ride of the Frozen, similar to why I chose the White Dragon background, just that cold damage. And that, again, honing back to him being frozen in ice later on, even though this is a second level thing, just kind of like keeping that in mind. Um, at third level, the Blood Hunter order I chose was Order of the Mutant because in the first Captain America movie, again, he's going after Hydra. And the leader of Hydra going, like, trying to make, trying to be a mutant himself, essentially, is what I consider that the, the, um, the potion he's made, or whatever he's making to alter himself, I consider him more of a mutant, so that kind of, like, that's kind of, um, Captain America's drive as he's hunting down these different people, really. That's, that's what I, that's what I go after. For formulas, um, so taking the order of the mutant you can actually make take formulas to alter your mental and physical abilities i chose mobility for one of the formulas uh you gain immunity to grappled or restrained conditions when you use it uh your side effect is you have disadvantage on strength ability checks i have shielded i gain resistance to slashing damage the side effect of that is I am vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. So the thing with all the mutagens is if I use them, there is always a, a negative side effect of that. Um, yeah. For another one, I chose embers. You get resistance to fire damage, but you gain vulnerability to cold damage. Uh, potency. Um, your strength score increases by three, as does your strength maximum. This bonus increases by one at 11th and 18th level, um, but you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws for those. Um, and that's what you get with mutagen craft and mutag mutagen. So that's what I get for my levels one through three. The mutagens um, are almost what I felt like as a, were a side effect of choosing that, that path. And you can i would feel free to use them but that's not the reason i chose that that blood pact really i chose that that blood order because of the want to fight against orders of the mute like fight against mutants kind of um, captain america really knows that he's in a different place being that elevated person but he knows that other people aren't going to handle that as well as he does hmm. so it was, it was more of a role play option for you yes. to choose that than the actual functionality yes yeah it's a little bit hard for me to picture the a captain america drinking potions and yeah that doing part all of it I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you when i was choosing the mutagens i'm like this one's interesting this one's interesting i just kind of put them there but that's not stuff that i would really use in in my gameplay they're there but they're not things that i would i would think of, i would have thought about using I just really liked the path of the mute, like that that blood order, that blood hunter order, because mm -hmm. it, it it was something that, especially starting off with, 
that's what he was chasing after. He was chasing after Hydra because they were building their own superhuman right. army and he wanted to fight against that. So Yeah. So it's kinda like the I'm gonna do the evil that is the evil I'm trying to protect right. from. Right. And again that speaks to the role play of being a blood hunter and fighting that darkness within you and making sure you get to rid the world of those same evils. Which is which is funny that the blood hunter is like the witcher and that's exactly what the witchers mm-hmm. yeah, are that is. exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So that's those are what I went with. All I right, think Kelly's up one through three. Yep. Uh, my levels one through three. I chose fighter. So uh, yeah. proficiencies: acrobatics, athletics. He what? That's kind of self-explainable right he does a lot of flips and tricks <laughs> and uh, he likes to work out a lot so you know yeah. makes sense yep but for fine style I actually chose protection mm-hmm. so you know you see he a creature attack a target other than you within five feet you can use reaction to impose disadvantage so yeah nice. uh you get your second wind second level you get your uh, action surge and the archetype actually chose was the purple dragon knight. Oh, and nice. I I felt like that also like the restriction knighthood is also kind of fitting as representative of like he's Captain America. He's kind of going to be tied to America. He is the knight of you know the USA. He, he really he works for the entire world, but he's kind of tied to the US. Okay, right. but. That also kind of gives you, that also gives you the ability of uh, rallying cry, and so ah, it basically you yeah, learn yeah. how to inspire allies to fight yeah. past their injuries. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. Whenever you see Captain America says, "I could do this all day," everyone else is kind of like, you know, I could do this, this for guy's... about half a day. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It's kind of like, okay, you know what? Hey, Cap, Cap is still fighting. Let's get in there. Yeah. And basically, it just you can choose up to three he creatures whenever you use a second win within nice. like sixty feet, mm-hmm. and they gain uh, hit points equal to your fighter level. So, so did you, did you look into what the purple dragon knights uh, are? I did, although that was quite a while ago, and I completely <laughs> forgot. Okay, well I can tell you I, because I, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with them. So Please the purple. The Purple Dragon Knights are part of the Cormirian Cor- uh, army. They're part of Cormir in the Forgotten Realms. They come from... Cormir is actually a very war-torn area. They uh, they fight against forces like the Necromancers from Thay. They fight against the, uh, the armies of darkness. Uh, they're very close to the Cormanther Wood, which um, was the site of where elves came in from the Feywild. And so the Purple Dragon Knights were always kind of this elite warriors um, that fought for their country on all sides of them because they're in the center of Faerun. They kind of had all of these evils around them. They're always trying to fight it. Um, so it's it's very cool that you picked that as kind of the representation of 
I think America. Kelly was worried for a second mm-hmm. that you were gonna like correct it. It's like yeah, well, no, I, I knew. I knew when I was reading it. I was like, <laughs> this feels like the United States for like the. Yeah, the I like it. Is, I I was like, wait, why did why did I think that? I had, why did I, I think that? I don't yeah. remember anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. I knew this yeah, was purple. useful. Yeah, I did. I get a small, small like. Wait, did I miss? Did I misread that? What What happened? What happened? No, I love. I actually really like uh, Cormier. I like the the purple dragon knights. I like what they stand for. Um, it's uh, in our campaign. Um, there's been, I think, a couple references to Cormier and uh, their. You know I'm, we I'm didn't hoping. pay attention to those. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Fine, I won't drop any hints now. Oh, I'll no. just be... <laughs> really? Come on, Teddy. I have to ruin. I have to ruin straight. it for us, Teddy. Teddy, it's going to be straight combat from here now. Here on out. That's, That's what perfect. it's going to be. And you're going to ban. You're going to have to banish Zeravel every combat. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I like uh, that choice, Kelly. Purple dragon. Very nice. Thank I like, you. No, Thank that's you. cool. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about that. Awesome. My choice again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, I I think I think my turn's up, right? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. So I decided that I was gonna go with fighter as well. Um, I I tried to make the build as closely related to him using his shield as possible. So everything I'm doing is Captain America and his shield. Um, So first level fighter proficiencies. I took, uh, let's see, acrobatics and survival. Um, The fighting style I took, same same as you, Kelly, protection, because that is something that he can do with his shield. Um, And then at uh, then you'll get your second wind action surge, martial archetype. Um, I decided to go with the archetype that is the most potent in battle, the one that you think of as the leader of the charge, the one that can um, inspire other people and do as many things on in combat as possible. So I went with battle master. Mm. Uh, and this gives you the ability to uh, to choose some maneuvers. Uh, first off, let's see, I gotta get them. So first, the first maneuvers I picked, um, it's kind of hard to tell on D&D Beyond because you get a bunch of them, but I can't remember at what levels you get them. I think you get three at the, at, third level. So I picked parry, uh, repost, and evasive footwork um, were the maneuvers I picked. And I'll go, I I don't know. Should I just do all of them that I picked? Because I don't know yeah, what levels they Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I did for mine too. To yeah. yeah, that way I don't forget about it. So yeah. all of the maneuvers I did... Uh, after evasive footwork, I picked Commander Strike, which you can, uh, when you take the attack action, you can f- forego one of your attacks and use a bonus action to direct one of your companions to strike. 
to strike. So this is also like, okay, I'm going to attack from a distance. And because I just can't get there and I know that this person is super close to and can deal enough damage, I'm commander strike. Or like um, a combo move where Captain America yeah. like hits, throws mm-hmm. a shield in the air, and Thor throws it and bounces it back, or to like yep, to something exactly. flavorful. There's a lot. There's a lot of flavor in, in that that I like. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and yeah, that's then, really cool. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. And if if the weapon hits, you also get to add your superior die to that right. person. <laughs> you can do so much damage <laughs> with it. It's awesome. That's awesome. The other one I did was Rally. Um, so this one is that anybody, any friendlies around you gain temporary hit points equal to your superior uh, die roll and your charisma modifier. Um, the trip attack, I just imagined Captain America throwing his shield at somebody's legs and tripping them. Um, the lunge attack, uh, this one is... Uh, when you make a melee weapon attack on your turn, you can expend one superior die to increase your reach for that attack by five feet. Um, so that kind of is me imagining Captain America saying, I know, like he's running after somebody and I know my attack isn't going to make it as far as I want it to, but I'm going to focus and just use my sheer will to to get at this person um, even though it's normally out of my reach Um, and then I chose goading attack which uh, is uh, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack you expend one one superior already die to attempt to goad the target into attacking you Um, and they must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save the target has disadvantage on all attack rolls against targets other than you until the next turn um so again this is like i'm going to protect my my team around me um i know that they're getting badly injured um or they need to run away quickly so i'm going to take the brunt of the damage because i'm the super soldier and the rest of you can fall back as this target is focused on me now. Nice. Um, and then precision attack is the last maneuver I, I chose. Um, it's kind of one of the simpler ones. Whenever you hit with a melee attack, you can use your superiority die to add to the to the roll. Um, but you just have to make sure that you know whether the attack hits or doesn't hit or miss. Um, but that's just, I feel like all of those are his soldier training is just yep. learning and understanding his enemies. Uh, and, and those, are, those and, are as you go along in levels, right? Yeah. You get more, you get more. I can't remember exactly how many more you get, uh, as you progress during the levels. Um, that's something I'd have to look up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get you get the even more uh, superiority dies as you level up and fighter as well. Yes. Uh, let's see. And then, um, and uh, you also get the student of war 
um, profi proficiency um, at third level too. And this one was kind of a struggle for me. You get to pick an artisan tool. Um, so I wasn't really sure exactly which one to which one to choose. Steve Rogers didn't look like an artisan to me, but <laughs> I figured maybe I'd do woodcarver's tools because maybe he wants to whittle as he's, you know, in the back back of a truck <laughs> heading heading down some road. But I do I do now see the option of cartographer's tools. So I'd probably change uh, relating to Kelly's build, I'd probably change that to be cartographer's tool so yeah. he can understand maps a little bit better. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but that was my up to love. Uh, let's see here. That was level three for Perfect. me. Perfect. Okay, so then I'll take over for we're going to do levels four through six. Um, I have a lot less options for that, which is nice for for um, fourth level. I gave him an ability score improvement, and this is where I maxed out his constitution with two ability score improvements, and that brought him up to a 20. Um, for fifth level, uh, Blood Hunter, you just get really the extra attack. And at sixth level, I get what's called Brand of Castigation. Uh, whenever you damage a creature with your Crimson Right, you can choose to sear an arcane brand of Hemocraft magic into it. Uh, you, It's like you're you're hurting like people that you that you hurt um like you're branding them with mad with like a magical seal and you can track them down afterwards um that's just i feel like that's just something he might do when he gets into contact with somebody he's trying to fight off and like they're slipping away and he gets a hit on them and just kind of tracks them down later um besides that not 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 too much or nearly as much as you um as the first few levels but i do think that that's where those extra mutagens come in, those mutagen crafts and the other other things he get his other his blood curses and such come to level six. So that's yep, that's it. Not too much for those three. All right. Unless you guys uh, want to dive into what I what I got, but there's not too much there. So I don't really have any points to say yeah. on that. Perfect. Cool. All right, Kelly. Tony. No. For my next few levels, I multiclassed. Hey! And I actually chose Rogue. Oh. And I kind of feel like that's somewhat fitting. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't want, I didn't put too many levels into it because he's not that much Rogue, but he does, like, for lack of a better word, he often does go Rogue and do his own thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. He it does. Works. And I kind, of, works. I kind of like to justify his little bit of sneak attack as just his well like his knowledge of his fighting styles and being able to yeah. pinpoint where to hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I did actually put his proficiency into stealth. I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of kind of He's pretty sneaky. No, he's pretty, he's pretty sneaky. sneaky. He took out uh, he took out an entire boat mm -hmm. of like of people by himself. Like that's fair. He's sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that's oh. more like he was fast and silent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I can see I can see the rogue part of that because mm -hmm. he was just hit. He, I remember I watched it I don't know like a week ago and he just was running along the boat and then here comes another and one of the uh, the sailors 
walking towards him and he just like shield bashes him over the over the edge oh, of the in yeah. the beginning of the second one. Yeah. Just a yes, and then I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that's that that's kind of what I was thinking along the line. No, but... I like I yeah, no. I I think I think that fits really well. I like it. And with his expertise, I put it into athletics and insight. Uh, now, okay. insight you don't that. get Insight, you don't get as much in the movies as you do in the comics, but mm -hmm. in uh, like in the comics, though, Captain America is the type of person where like he goes into like he was the per he's the person who trains people and helps put the teams together, and he can take an entire broken team and make them into a family, basically. Mm -hmm. And he does that by kind of getting to know each and every one of them. Yeah. So. Athletics, I feel like that's self-explanatory. Right. Yeah. Uh, cutting action, I thought, kind of fit him well, especially being able to dash. You know, kind mm -hmm. of the, on your left, he's just... This dude's ridiculously fast when he wants yeah. to go. And also disengage. Kind of also a part of his, like, being able to run into the middle of the battlefield without getting hit. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you get hide. Uh, but for the archetype, I actually chose probably one I don't usually hear many people choose, and it's Mastermind. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And with yeah. that, you get the Master of Intrigue, which has, gives you, like, two... Uh, uh, gives you two languages and a, like... I think I gave him, like, a game set. Yeah. But also, uh, you can... Uh, yeah, what languages did you give... Uh, I gave him Zemnian because that's kind of the closest thing to German, which he's probably uh, very familiar with. Very yeah. good. Then. Very good. <laughs> there you I go. also chose Undercommon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And with your third level of Rogue, at, well, with it, well, yeah, choosing it, you also get the Master of Tactics. This is kind of the thing that made me decide, like, kept me with this one. And that it basically you can use the help action as a bonus action, but you can also use it uh, to aid an ally that's attacking creature. That's uh, well. Let me just double check here. Was exactly okay. Let me just read it for making it easier for myself. Uh, additionally, when you use the help action to aid an ally and attacking a creature, the target of that attack can be within thirty feet of you, rather than within five feet. Oof. So that's kind of yeah. also him just kind of pointing out things or just his shield in general. Just people being aware of his shield and going, nope, I'm not letting that thing hit me. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's kind of a, a good thing where he ex expertise and insight, too, because, mm -hmm. you know, he's making those strategic uh, combat decisions. So he's able to see openings. He's able to see if one, if a creature is looking you not as good as another one mm -hmm. um so he's able to from a distance say i'm pummeling this guy but you need to take care of that over there i mean being able to help your help an ally from 30 feet away yeah well that's almost like you need to have a the wizard's familiar almost as good <laughs> almost not quite. I don't think we've talked about familiars. No, but not yet. No, not yet. No. We'll do it on a later episode. 
yeah, that was my next three levels, four through six. Seven. Cool. All right. So should I try to remedy my mistake here or just roll with it? Just roll with it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Unless you like need to, but I think you're, I think you're okay. I don't think you're as bad off as you, as you think you are. Story-wise, my build progression has now been broken. But oh no! Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, let, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Did you like bounce back and forth between levels for the first couple of first few levels? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll restart with my one through one through three, or just, just go one through just just uh, walk us through your rewalk us through make, your one make, through three. Okay. And then if you can salvage that for like three through six, that's fine. Okay, we'll go ahead and do that. All right, one through three. I picked fighter at level one, proficiencies in acrobatics and survival. And my fighting style was the same as Kelly's protection because this is all related to a shield. Mm -hmm. um, and then at second level, I decided that I'd flavor this as his time for his transformation um into a soldier so now he's kind of understanding i am a soldier i have my fighting capabilities i've been trained as the weakling of steve rogers at second level i decided to multi-class him into barbarian oh. and just to do just to be able to get a little bit better resistances um when he's raging and i i feel like there's a common is he like the uh, common... polite raging though? Like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna yes. fight. Because <laughs> like you're, I like, I like how you say. Yeah. I wanted to multi-class him to make him a better fighter, make him a better soldier. And I was like, fighter sounds like a good one. I'm gonna make him a better soldier by barbarian. And like that does yeah. not make sense to me. But go for <laughs> well, it. There's a, there's a common notion where barbarians are stupid, and it's not. Oh, no, no, it's no. Not I, I, I don't think stupid. I think undisciplined. I think they just like go at yeah. fighting, which would have, yeah. which made, which made sense, which made sense earlier because like in, again in the first movie he is just kind of out there like i'm superhuman <laughs> yeah no so i yeah yeah that's fair i just think it's funny i'm gonna make him a more disciplined soldier barbarian yeah but then you understand when to use your rage uh -huh. and when not to use your rage so your intelligence doesn't go down when you're raging. It's mm -hmm. just you get benefits. And if you don't attack, then you lose your rage. So I also wanted to be able to give his unarmored defense when he's not wearing armor. I mean, this guy is, he is superhuman. He's going to have a little bit more when he doesn't have armor on him. He's going to be a little bit harder to hit yep. when than the normal human. So, uh, at level two, I decided to do Barbarian, and then at level three, go back to Fighter uh, to get the uh, action surge. Mm -hmm. um, level four, um, I did the Martial Archetype. Um, Teddy, you might have to do some magic here to get some, get back the the one I chose. Uh, nope. But I, I went with a battle master uh -huh. um at, at level four and then um and then i took fighter from level four to level six um so at fourth mm -hmm. level 
I decided that it's it's now time to form him into being that uh, having that combat mastery of uh, fighting with weapon and shield. Um, so let's see, fifth level, I would get an ability score improvement. So I went with a feat um, using the shield master feat. Um, let's see. So that just means that if you take the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action to try to shove a creature within five feet mm-hmm. of you, of your shield. Um, and then I think a really good impressive one is if you aren't in, in incapacitated, you can add your shield's AC bonus to any dexterity saving throw you make against a spell or oh, other yeah. harmful effect that oh, yeah. targets you. So it's almost like he's raising his shield as a fireball spell comes over and then he's able to deflect part of the fireball uh, because he's using hmm. his shield. Nice. Uh, I like that's, that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And then nice. at sixth level, sixth level is extra attack. So, Yeah. Cool. Hopefully we shall salvage that, Teddy. No, <laughs> that's fine. No, no, no. That was, that was good. That was a good way to fix it. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not crying over what I'm going to have to cut out and fix again. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that. It's, it's really not that bad. You did good. You'll have to edit out that enough. crying too. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, no. I, I've had my mic muted in this call, but trust me, it's still on the recording. Uh, no. Um, so for my levels seven through nine, I multi-classed into fighter. So for hit points, um, you get those D10 of hit points. Proficiencies are normal. For his fighting style, I took protection. Um, Mm -hmm. go figure with the shield, fun stuff, nicely done. Um, second wind level one action surge at level two, his archetype. I chose champion. I just, that felt like he is championed by his people. He is that he, he is like the front of the lines guy. You get the improved critical with champion. Um, yeah. Let me go. We all all picked a a fighter but we all chose a different yeah archetype yeah that's uh, archetype yeah. that's really interesting yeah sorry i i yeah. had i had eldritch knight kelly because you had me so into it at the end of our last i last didn't choose it this time because i didn't want to repeat i <laughs> i had it i literally had it until five minutes into our recording and i was like i can't do it i can't do it i had to change it but i like champion you get the improved critical again and I think that was up to third level. Yeah. So basic, like a lot of the same stuff because you guys had fighter. So basically the differences were just my martial architect because we had the same fighting style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that. That's my level seven through nine. Ease hold while we all use the little boys room. So for my next three levels, I, it's actually pretty simple for me. I got a ability score improvements, which I took a feat. Uh, extra attack and another feat. So okay. uh, for my first feat, I chose Shield Master, which yeah. big surprise. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's it's kind of the only way that I could find where a shield can be something other than just defense, like making an offense. Yeah. Like I, well, I even try. Like I even checked out like possibly making a monk character and try convincing myself that it's like a shield could be an improvised weapon. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I yeah, almost it was, wanted it was... to multi-class into monk, but then you're not, it, you don't gain proficiency with shields and you can't mm-hmm. use your unarmored defense with, yeah. with, while using a shield. 
So I felt yeah. like in D and D, Captain America can't be a monk. <laughs> no, it it's I could have convinced myself to go through with that. But yeah, but uh, with Shieldmaster, if you take an attack action on your turn, you can um, the bonus action try to shove a creature within five feet or shove a creature five feet of you with your shield. And if you are incapacitated, you can add the shield's AC bonus to any dexterity saving throw uh, you make against a spell or other harmful effect. I think, yeah. Didn't you talk a little bit about this? Yeah, he had that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. It, like you said, it just, yep. it works. It's great. You, you, we're trying to add as much of the, having the shield be a, an extension of your character as possible. So whatever we can do to get the shield involved in your character is just makes sense. Yeah. Obviously, what was your other feat? Uh, so for the other feats, I actually chose Inspiring Leader. Yeah. And I don't think there's any bigger like case of that than Endgame, his speech right before mm -hmm. they all go jump into time. Like, yeah. You spend 10 minutes to inspire companions to short the... Uh, shortening up their resolve to fight. Yeah. yeah. We do so, you can choose up to six friendly creatures within 30 feet of you to who basically give them some temporary hit points equal to your charisma modifier. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good feat that tells you who Captain America really yeah. is, I, is the leader. I, I want to make sure a lot of my aspects of this character is that he is a team player, not just a team player, but he is the leader. Mm -hmm. He's the guy, he's the motivation between a lot of what they do. Yeah. Or not the motivation, but yeah. Was that your six through nine? Yeah. Cool. All right. So for my seventh level, I went, an, uh, I needed to go one more level into fighter to get another ability score improvement because I'm trying to build, uh, like we're, we're all stating here, is trying to build the Captain America with a shield. So we have shield master. And now I felt like the right feat to take would be Tavern Brawler. Mm -hmm. um, and that mainly is because you gain proficiency with improvised weapons. Um, and I felt like the shield could be utilized as an improvised weapon if you, if the DM were to allow you to not use it as an AC boost. So if you're going to make an attack with it as an improvised weapon, you negate your your AC for that round, um, which could be lent to how uh, how Captain America utilizes his 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 shield as a weapon. Um, and then I I decided to go with a an increase in strength score um, just to try to even out and get uh, an even modifier with my strength. Um, at level eight, I did my second and last level of Barbarian um, in order to gain the reckless, uh, the reckless attack. Um, and then this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier is that uh, Captain America, for me, my in, in the barbarian part of his build is like he's strategic about when he rages. He's strategic about when he uses his reckless attack. So he's going to use it at the pivotal moments when he needs to have advantage on an attack roll and when it doesn't necessarily matter if the creature he's attacking is going to gain advantage on him. 
Um, and the other thing at second level that is important for uh, barbarians and for Captain America is da danger sense. Um, so barbarians have advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that you can see, such as traps and spells. To gain this benefit, you can't be blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. So if Captain America is forced to take a fireball spell, he's gonna have advantage on his strength saving throw as well as throw his shield in there to give him, give, give him an extra uh, bonus to his saving throw with his shield AC. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and then at level nine, I'll jump back into continuing with my fighter and uh, for for Battlemaster, you gain the ability Know Your Enemy. Um, and so if you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, you can learn certain information about its capabilities compared to your own. The DM tells you if the creature is your equal, superior, or inferior in regard to two of the following characteristics of your choice. And then it goes through strength, dex, constitution, AC, hit points, total class level, and fighter class levels. Um, so that's again, he's he's the leader. He's the one that is going to try and gain as much advantage over his enemies as possible, so that his team members can succeed. So if he needs to go out and observe uh, other creatures um, that he's going to be fighting, then this is something that he's gonna do as a battle master. Nice. Is that your level uh, seven through nine? Yep, that is level seven through nine. Okay, so for levels 10 through 12, uh, I stayed in fighter and that's my level four for fighter. Uh, I took a feat, I took the tough feat because I mean, I, I was debating on how much I want to boost his AC or whatever, but man, this guy gets hit a lot, so I gave him the tough feat. Uh, your hit point maximum increases by an amount equal to twice your level when you gain this feat. Whenever you gain a level thereafter, your hit point maximum increases by an additional two hit points. So that just gave him a lot of hit points. Like he gets, he is acrobatic, he does dodge a lot, but again, kind of like a Hulk or a Thor. They do, he does take a lot of punches. So I wanted to incorporate that and make him a character that could really be put in those close quarter situations and take some punches. Uh, as a level yeah. five fighter, technically my level 11, you get an extra attack, which is very redundant. So that's a kind of, to me, outside of the hit points gained, it's not really a wasted level, but it's a wasted level because he doesn't get, um, you don't really get any special features or anything. Um, at his 12th level, I get another, it's just level six for his fighter again. I got to take another feat, which I like. Um, I took defensive duelist. So I didn't take the tavern brawler feat, although it could have, it could have added, um, the, what's it? The improvised weapons feature, right. but, um, defensive duelist is when you are wielding a finesse weapon which you are proficient with, and another creature hits you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to add your proficiency bonus to your AC for that attack. 
potentially causing it to miss you. So mm-hmm. um, you have to have a finesse weapon. So I ended up taking one. Um, this is actually the feat I wanted to take with Thor to boost his AC, but I couldn't find a finesse weapon that I liked very much. I found one that I kind of liked with with Captain America and then a backup finesse weapon that would definitely work with him. I like this over another feat. There's another dueling related feat, but you can only have a weapon in one hand. And this had a similar finesse property to it, but this only requires you to have a finesse weapon, which of which there are two handed variants. So you could still, you could use two hands or whatever, or whatever, as long as you had a finesse weapon. So I added that feat. Um, to boost his AC in times where like in Infinity War when he meets with the aliens and he takes her two-handed weapon and uses it to block like that ability to add weapons to his AC and not necessarily need his shield when his shield does at times not belong in his possession so I added that okay and that's the that was it for level 12 all right well for my next levels I also have another feats in it and i actually kind of looking at it i think i might want to switch it out for yours like what you just that one mm-hmm. defensive duelist that's i feel like that fits better because this one i kind of just threw in but anyway but before that one uh for once you get your seventh level into the fighter so that's rad nine right uh-huh. or yeah yeah so for the ninth level in your character my character uh you get the royal Envoy? No, we should be at 10. 10? 10 through 12. Oh, yeah, no, we're at 9. I'm yeah, sorry. 10. Yeah, no, 10 through yeah, no, yeah, 10 10 12. 12. You're right, 10. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, we are, our me- you know, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, so for the 10th level, you get the Royal Envoy, which basically just gives you proficiency in, like, uh, persuasion skill, which I felt like was pretty necessary for Captain America. And uh, this is where I actually originally got my proficiency and insight before I actually expertise, which realizing that now, but okay, oh, so uh, you'd, have to, you'd have to switch that out. Yeah. If you were. Yeah, taking but it's all right. Certain levels. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, after that, I have the feet and well, the ability score improvement. So I took a feat and I took observant, mm-hmm. which kind of helped up my wisdom score by one getting me just like another another extra point in there and that also gave you uh, like whenever you see a creature her mouth while it's uh, speaking a language you understand you can interpret what it's kind of saying yeah and you also have a plus five bonus to your passive wisdom passive intelligence i don't know yeah, yeah that i i yeah that one i'm going to kind of say i probably would switch out for what's you chose there, Teddy, for defensive yeah. duelist. You just have to make sure it is a finesse, f- uh, a finesse yeah, weapon. Finesse. Yeah, but I, I mean, outside of that, that's pretty, yeah, that's not I that was, hard to find. You when know? I was building him, I was kind of thinking he'd mostly just be a shield and like crossbows, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's kind of how I was picturing him. Just, mm-hmm. but no, I I can see that. I can see what you did, but you also get the indomitable, which. I mean, it's part of the fighter, her abilities. Like, when uh, you can re-roll a saving throw that you fail, if you do so, you must roll a new one. And you can't yeah. use the feature until the next mm-hmm. long rest. So. Yeah, that definitely helps with uh, Shield Master, too. That, if you know, even with your using your Shield Master and you fail that deck save, 
um, using your shield, you can use Indomitable to re-roll um, if it's a failure. But yeah, nice. so those that's those three. All right, uh, mine 10 through 12. Uh, at level 10, I took, I have an ability score improvement, so I took mine in strength and dexterity. Um, and that's kind of just him understanding how his body maneuvers at this point and trying to increase his potency as, uh, as a, melee combatant um and then at level 11 i have the same thing that kelly just mentioned the indomitable feat um for me i felt like indomitable plus danger sense plus shield master makes for an incredibly hard to hit uh character um with any of those fireball spells any of the ones that are causing those dexterity saving throws um and at level 12 uh i get with with battle master there is a, a combat superiority um improvement so that just means that your superiority dies turn uh from d8s into d10s nice yep nice that upside's always good Yep. All right. Is that is that your uh, ten through twelve? Yeah. Perfect. That's ten through twelve for me. Sweet. So we're gonna. So now we're on levels thirteen through fifteen. For me, I am at level seven fighter. Uh, you get remarkable athlete, where you get to add your half your proficiency bonus to any strength, dexterity, or constitution check that you don't already have your proficiency bonus on. In addition, when you make a running long jump, you're, you can cover your distance you can cover increases by a number of feet equal to your strength modifier. So mm -hmm. you can add some, add a little more distance to that. At, at my level 14, his level eight, I got, I took a feat. I took the alert feat. You have a plus five to your initiative. Can't be surprised when you're conscious and other creatures don't get advantage on attack rolls um, by being unseen. Awesome. yeah so just not being able to he's pretty he's pretty alert he's pretty perceptive to what's going on around him and doesn't usually let the fight um catch him by surprise yeah i don't think you ever see captain america lazy on the job he's nope. he, is, no. he is going to be the one that stays up at night trying to think of the plan of attack trying to make sure his allies are safe and sound yes and then at level 15, his level 9, um, I, I get Indomitable, which you guys already got and explained. So that's I don't really need to sit there and re-explain that, but that's what he gets at his last level. So those are my levels 13 through 15. All right. Nice. Yep. Well, for my 13 through 15, I also continue down the fighter. And I got Inspiring Surge. So starting at 10th level, when you use your action surge uh, feature, you can choose one creature within 60 feet of you that is an ally. Uh, that creature can make one melee or ranged attack with its reaction, provided I can hear you. 
Nice. So I kind of felt that's also, once again, just the tactician, the like the leader, the guy who's selling, kind of giving out the orders and helping out the team. Yeah. Uh, you get your your extra attack again. So this is a that means you can attack three times now <laughs> instead of twice. Uh, and this one, I actually finally put ability score improvement in and I put a little bit more into dexterity. Okay. So, you know, he's getting better at what he does. Just kind of, yeah. Now, was that to help your AC or to help with your attacks? A bit of both. Okay. I mean, I feel like my builds is dexterity is kind of very important. Yeah. Yeah, it was for me, it was hard to go back and forth. What is more important? for Captain America and ability scores, strength or dexterity. And then same as you, I think dexterity is a, a more important for our builds mm -hmm. uh, than strength. Yeah, or strength. <laughs> That's okay. I definitely went, went for strength on my build. <laughs> yeah. He hits hard. He, he yeah, does, he hits, he does, he doesn't hit, he hits very hard. <laughs> All right. Was that your level 15? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Nice. Uh, so 13 for me uh, gets the extra attack. So three attacks now. And then at four, level 14, I took another feat. And similar to the uh, Teddy's uh, remarkable athlete on four, for uh, the champion uh, fighter archetype, I took the feat athlete, uh, and I chose to put my score into dexterity, and that also means that when you're prone, you can stand up only using five feet of movement. That's uh, legit. Yeah, so that's kind of like the I'm gonna do my spinning my spinning backflip kick in order to get onto my feet quicker. Um, and then it, climbing doesn't cost any extra movement and you can run and jump with only five feet of movement. So it's it's like I wanted to have that remarkable athlete from champion, but I instead decided to take the feet. The and athlete. there's some really good benefits to you choosing that as a feat because I don't get that five feet of movement to stand up. I still have to take half, <laughs> half my movement to stand up and I didn't get that ability score improvement. So there's a lot of... There's 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 some really good benefits to taking that as a feat versus having it come naturally. So right, so that's awesome. And at fifteenth uh, level, um, I get nothing for fighter because <laughs> between you get more between, hit points. Yeah, more hit points at between. It's so funny. Like fighter is one of those you get everything every single level except a thirteenth level. Yeah. It's, there's this gap at at 13 where just nothing happens except for hit yeah. points <laughs> yeah it's just this void everybody, yep. everybody gets us at some point <laughs> all right but right. well, that was me <laughs> sweet so we're finishing off our leveling up with levels 16 through 18 that is going to be my um 10th through 12th for fighter so uh for 10th level uh, as, as a fighter i got my fighting style that i chose i chose defense so when he's wearing armor, he gets a plus one bonus to his AC, just kind of beefing him up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, 
at 11th level for a fighter he gets his third attack so just being able to uh, just pop, 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 just keep hitting and then 12th level fighter i chose another feat i chose durable my constitution score increases by one to a maximum of 20 when i roll a hit die um the minimum number i can roll equals twice uh, the number of hit points you regain from the roll equals twice your constitution modifier minimum of two. So yeah, just I can kind of tell Teddy that your build is more about survivability. Yeah, um, um, I I really look at the 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 Captain America before he was Captain America. So the Captain America who took the punches in the alleyway, who was like just keep it coming, mm -hmm. and then the Captain mm -hmm. America, um at the end of civil war and even before he got his shield back so like that evolved captain america who didn't need the big shield who was just like all right cool put throw me into any fight and i'm gonna make it work yeah kind of well, kind it, of steve rogers doesn't necessarily change his his attitude about other people right. during during the movies i mean his the way he thinks about things absolutely changes but underlying all of that is still that scrawny kid from Brooklyn who's not going to run away from a punch. Yeah. So I just, and if you look at my ending, my ending hit points, I think he's got a little, he's just under 240. So I, I, I just made him just, all right, cool. Throw it like basically the only person that really knocks him down is Thanos. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of how I wanted it to be. Like if you're going to, if you're going to, keep him down you're gonna have to be the best so that's what i uh basically what i made for it for him out of there and then through some items i kind of made him attached to his shield but really i, I kind of focused around like a good fighter who can take a lot and can help out other people when they need to so that that rounds cool. off that rounds off my build and that's that's my level 18. all right well to finish mine off I took a another feat once again. And this is more just me filling in some things I kind of just have references more so. And I took the skilled feat. And I kind of gave him proficiency in history, kind of thinking, you know, this guy lived the history for a lot of this. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, also, performance, that's just kind of a reference to his days and uh, selling the bonds like you talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And also, religion, just kind of a quote from when he first meets Thor. And when they're telling him, that's a god, and he goes, Oh, there's only one god. <laughs> there's only yeah. one god. And he doesn't yeah. dress like that. Like yep. that. Yeah. <laughs> So just more references really than anything. Awesome. But also, but then to finish it off, uh, 15th level in Spider, you get Bulwark. Which, okay. uh, Bulwark, Bul, Bulwark, I don't know how to pronounce Bulwark. Basically, Bulwark. 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 Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, Basically, Jerry, stop pulling around. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> you can extend the benefits of your indomitable feature to an ally. When you decide to use it, that your indomitable to reroll intelligence, wisdom, or charisma saving throw, and you aren't inca incapacitated, you can choose one ally within 60 feet of you 
that's uh, also failed at saving throw. I guess huh. the same effect. That's pretty neat. So that's once again just him, just the, kind of what a lot of my builds been about of like being the team player and yeah. helping everybody. Cool. Uh, my level, what are we? Sixteen now. Level sixteen uh, was another ability score improvement for me. And I felt that this time, this is probably around the time where Captain America uh, is in that Infinity War endgame stage. And so I took the inspiring leader feat, just like uh, Kelly did earlier. Um, again, I had the same, the same vision of Captain America being able to bolster his uh, allies and give them a little bit extra uh, just by giving them a speech. Um, at level 17, uh, the Battlemaster gets a skill called Relentless, and that just means when you roll initiative and you have no superiority dice remaining, you regain one superiority dice. Nice. Uh, so just it's just kind of like that I have just a little bit extra in my gas tank to give out. Um, even even though it's I'm practically running on empty, um, I can give just a little bit more. Yeah, he always level... finds a way to hit another gear. Yeah, and keep yeah, jumping. he absolutely yeah. does. Yep. <laughs> um, and then at level 18, I decided to round off my uh, ability scores in charisma and dexterity. Um, just to be a little bit harder to hit, use his weapons just a little bit better, and give a little bit more boost to his inspiring leader as he's going in to fight uh, Thanos and his minions. Nice. Yeah. All right. And that, cool. that rounds out your build? That rounds it out. Um, nice. I think we're going to try to figure out items. Sure. Um, I can. I. I will. I can start with that. So I'll start with the items just to kind of keep that flow going. Um, I took, dude. I can't tell you how many different shields I went through. I wanted something special. I ended up <laughs> doing an animated shield um, mm. because of the weapon I chose. So you can speak the command word as a bonus action to cause it to animate shield leaps into the air and hovers in your space so like you guys were talking about how he always knows where the hit's gonna be this is kind of how i answered that like it kind of just stays out in front of him the nicest thing is you get to use both your hands leaving your hands free while it's animated for a minute and so with that um i gave him the revenant double bladed scimitar What's special about the scimitar is, yes, it's finesse, but it is a two-handed scimitar, which also mm -hmm. means it deal, and it deals 2d4 of damage. Um, this lets him use his defensive duelist to add a plus six to his AC once per round, essentially as a reaction. And while wielding it, you gain a plus one to your AC while wielding it with two hands. Oh. So in battle, He's sitting there walking, throws the shield up kind of in front of him, and then while he's battling, gets to use his two-handed scimitar. Um, this is kind of what I wanted to use him for. 
there's a lot of different weapons and shields that I think other people could use. I know Kelly made a really cool reference when we made the Tony Stark build with the cast off shield, right, Kelly? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there, there were, that, there's, no, well, that was, that was, the cast off armor was stunning. Well, the cast yeah. off armor, but there was like a, you can do, there's like a, there for the, um, yeah. There there's is an a infusion shield. that, right. No, the repulsion there shield. There is I a think. fusion that has returning weapon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Maybe. there's other stuff that you could do in combo yeah. with other Avengers. This was just, these are the weapons I chose. Um, the cool thing with the with the double-bladed scimitar is it's a common weapon, so you, as long as it's a finesse weapon, I think I had a different finesse weapon in there too. You could use that as well. Um, I did give him the belt of hill giant strength because it just gives because through his transformation, he does just does come stronger. So kind of how we gave a different belt to Thor and a different belt to Hulk, and yeah that i gave him one of the weaker ones i debated on this or the gauntlets of ogre power um, but i went with this just because it kind of stayed in line was we chose a belt for hulk so to kind of tie him to hulk i chose a belt for captain america yeah i think well. just you know ba a basic fighter two in dungeons and dragons of course you can max out your strength at 20 um but the avengers just take it that one step farther yeah. And that's um, so the thing is, technically he's a score of 21, but mm -hmm. his strength score is only a 5, but just having that number boosted up a little higher is like, he's an Avenger, he's just got a little more than you. Yeah, yeah. Just a little more. Um, right. For armor, I chose Mithril Halfplate, which is an AC of 15. He It doesn't impose the disadvantage on stealth checks, and it's just a lighter armor, but still with that nice high AC. Outside of that, um, I had his basic his basic starting inventory with the bedroll bed pack, the the um, rope, everything else was basically pretty normal. I didn't give him too many too many items this time. Um, let me make sure I'm I'm saying that correct. Yeah. So that the the shield I was I had the shield I had before was the shield of spell repulsion, which gave people oh. using spell attacks on you disadvantage. Or it wasn't spell repulsion. It was. It was. I forget the name of it. But it was. Um, it was specifically a shield that gave people using ranged spell attacks on you disadvantage. Um, but I ended up going with this because I liked that in tandem with the double bladed scimitar. So that's right. it. Yeah, not too. Not too many items, but that gives him a normal with the shield with with the shield i think because it says he's wielding it right so with the shield normally going on he has a 21 ac um on a reaction his ac could be up to a 27 so if somebody hits him really hard and he doesn't want them to he can use his reaction with the double plated scimitar and boost that up to a 27. nice all right now we'll yeah I, I like that animated shield i i almost chose it but i decided not to because yeah. I felt Cap I felt Captain America needed to have it in his hand. He does. He mm. does have to. You do have to have it in your hand to activate it. It's not just like a it's not like a amulet or anything. It is like something you 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 are holding this and the animate is more or less to like have it float in front of you when you activate it. So it just hovers in your space 
so it doesn't it's not like it's just like a little tiny thing that you throw out in front of you and it becomes a big shield it is a shield that he has to normally hold and then just throw it out there to animate it because i couldn't find anything that i liked for him to don and doff quickly yeah i couldn't Same. i didn't find anything Same that i wanted to answer that i wanted the belt of i wanted the chain of returning which is why i was talking to you about it tony but that's a homebrew mm -hmm. item even though critical role used it it's still not even in their in their writing that they've made so it's still yeah. technically a homebrew oh. item but i would it's, love to i would love to have the the belt the chain of returning I think that's originally something they had from Pathfinder. Yeah, right? that is okay. a it is a Pathfinder okay. uh, competition here. <laughs> but so, but so, so you... I heard it from Critical Role, and I've seen it used there. But yes, cool, it is in Pathfinder, but technically to D and D, it's a homebrew item. So mm -hmm. I couldn't justify throwing that in there, although it would have answered the he can pull the shield back when he throws it and it gives his shield the, the throw property technically so it would have it, it would have answered that but i couldn't still couldn't justify it unfortunately yeah okay well kelly did you have anything um i like i just gave him a shield plus three and yeah i kind of took it under the idea of he got his shield from a stark and from well howard stark Mm -hmm. And we kind of all uh, had his son, Tony Stark, all the uh, artificers, 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 artificer. Why can I not talk today? No idea. Uh, but, and one of those things is the returning weapon. Yeah. So being able to infuse a, uh, the returning weapon ability. I think it, I don't think plus weapons do aim to that. So I still have a regular shield in it, it, like his inventory just in case. But yeah. Yeah, you have to do mundane stuff for artificers, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. But I think over time, like an artificer is able to make uh, their own magic items. So I don't think it's it would be out of the ordinary for a Tony Stark character to say, yes, I'm going to make a plus three returning shield in this amount of time, given I'm an artificer mm -hmm. and you know, I'll just spend the time and gold required in order to make it. Yeah. And that does actually sound like a whole quest on its own, just getting the material itself. Yep. The vibranium. The vibra yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if that didn't work, I gave him a boomerang plus two. You there know you what? go. <laughs> I'm looking at that. I can't believe how much the range is on a boomerang. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like, small range of 60 okay fine sure yeah yeah that's awesome and i i kind of want to give him the mithril scale mail just for the just kind of give the representation of that that scale armor that he wears yeah yeah so you know nothing really notable about that afterwards nice okay well for my build i also decided to do uh, a belt of hill giant strength um I, the same uh same reasons why teddy gave um and uh i also decided to give him elven chain he my build is an elf and so having him connected to his uh his elf heritage um is uh i i felt like would be um a good use of the item um and then 
I decided to throw in there a hand crossbow uh, just to make it look, you know, uh, similar to a pistol mm-hmm. um, in the medieval mm-hmm. world. Uh, although I'd probably have a Tony Stark character develop the repeating shot hand crossbow. Um, and so that way he doesn't have to use his shield arm in order to reload the crossbow. Mm-hmm. Um he, he just automatically has a readied shot available to him. So I think I think Captain America and Tony Stark are so closely related um, that they're helping each other and they're developing their Tony Stark's developing weapons for Captain America and Captain America is helping him in, in combat, trying to keep him alive. Uh, and then I threw in the uh, a shield plus three as well, um, it, trying to give him the best shield as possible. And then I kind of just looked through this a little while ago and thought, man, what would be a cool thing to give an Avenger? Why don't we give him a Holy Avenger short sword? <laughs> so that's what I decided to do is give him the Holy Avenger short sword. Um, oh, it's also a finesse weapon. Very nice. Yeah. That does so a it, lot of damage against zombies. Yeah. <laughs> that does a lot of damage. Um, it does require attunement by a paladin. Um, so it is something that you'd have to discuss with your DM in order to attune to it. Uh, sometimes D- some DMs out there will be relaxed about the attunement requirements or develop different weapons in order for a character like an Avenger in order to have a Holy Avenger weapon. So, but I thought that it'd be, it'd be kind of cool to give him something in the D&D universe that was already an Avenger. Yeah, I like that. And there's definitely yeah. like, there's definitely references to him knowing about like higher power and like how he connects with Thor through Mjolnir and stuff like that. So yeah. there's 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 a lot of flavor there to to sweeten sweeten your DM with about I listen, <laughs> dude, I know he's not a paladin. Right. But <laughs> maybe he looks to like truth as a higher power, right? Come right. on. Yeah. No, there's that Which that's... truth and justice are the higher powers for Captain truth America. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. So there's there's a lot of there's Justice a lot of freedom. There's a lot yeah, of sugar, sugar there for your DM to work with. So yeah, and with going back to Kelly's build, if you are a purple dragon knight, you are the one that fights. And, and Tony, if I could just say that that yeah. didn't your last level give you nothing? So technically, you could have done a level one paladin instead of a level thirteen fighter i could have yes essentially if you want if you wanted to you could have yeah i could have taken one level in paladin Mm -hmm. in order to have just because just because (laughs) there you go so make it official here all right there it is there you are tony so you could there's your holy avenger short sword (laughs) nobody has to argue with their dms yeah, yeah there you go don't don't waste your time on your 13th level fighter when you can just have your level one of paladin you get the same amount of hit points, right? There you you go. do. You do, and uh, you're 
I don't know what a paladin gets at first level other than proficiencies. That's kind of the only thing. You get thing. the Holy mm -hmm. Avenger Sword Sword at level one yeah. paladin. There you go. <laughs> Seems like a good trade to me. It's, I don't yeah. see any downside here. <laughs> but without I will be honest, if we were doing level 20 builds, I almost would have like I would have put two levels in Barb just because of that whole first part of the first move, like the first movie. Yeah, that's true. I, I think maybe this my build takes two levels in Paladin from 19 to 20, and that's how he gets the yeah, Holy Avenger. And you would get yeah. you would get a lot more use out of your charisma as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. and your and then you get an additional fighting style as well. Yeah, of course. Why not? Because, Is because that on more? that's that's perfect for Captain America because he studies with everyone. So yeah. that's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing that goes against Captain America there. It would just be like who who you'd have to find the like it's not that hard. I was thinking of Paylor the Dawnfather if I because I, I was looking at doing a Paladin build of Captain America, mm -hmm. and I was looking at like Paylor yeah. the Dawnfather or even um, Bahamut, somebody like that. Yeah, Bahamut. Sorry, Bahamut. Oh, um, yeah. But I was I was looking at a paladin for a while, so no, I could yeah. I could see him I could see pulling it off, uh, similar to how you made um, made Jarvis the warlocked pack for yeah. Tony Stark. You know? Yeah, you just you just find that the the deity that uh, has that truth, justice, and freedom within their uh, their. Uh, and now I can't remember the word. Their uh, description, mm -hmm. or uh, that's gonna bug me now. It's okay. But no, th there's definitely a there's definitely multiple paths you could take to giving Captain America some form of a paladin. And I like I like that. I'm glad I wasn't the only one trying to work some paladin form into Captain America. I couldn't <laughs> justify it the way I wanted to do it in the end, but. There's definitely a path for for somebody to pull it off. So, it's called a portfolio, is what I was trying to fumble my way through. Yeah. Okay. Deity's portfolio is what describes the the deity. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, well, that's it for the our Captain Americas. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I think. Yeah. There's some interesting ideas out there. No, and then yeah. we had even more ideas I, that we didn't I even still, get to. I still find it fascinating how we all have a different archetype of uh, uh, fighter. Yeah, yeah. I, and we all kind of went after kind of different personas of what we mm -hmm. saw in Captain America. Yep. Well, it, they all, all of our multi-class, even though we didn't multi-class very far into any of them, mm -hmm. um, they all lended to... Uh, the archetype that we chose as a fighter too. Um, yeah. So the mastermind with the rogue and the champion with the blood hunter and the barbarian with the battle master. Um, so I think that's important to realize once I, if you're building a character and as you're progressing in a, in a campaign is just like, see what archetypes there are out there not and what flows with how you want to take the progression of your character i mean a fight uh, the same fighter um isn't uh isn't gonna look the same to each individual character so it, it's important to 
focus on having the archetype match up with the the classes that you're going to choose. Each one is different, and I don't think that there's any bad one, bad archetypes out there for any classes. Nope. It's just how you just. Yeah. I'll agree to that. Yes, sir. So that was that ended up being less of a train wreck than I was worried about because I was not comfortable about my character in America before oh. we started recording. <laughs> so that was good. Um, I'm gonna end the episode here. Thank you guys for listening this far. If you have, uh, appreciate you for <laughs> checking us out. Uh, stay yeah. safe, uh, stay healthy, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.